Opinions expressed on the Ice Free Fitness podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Blind Alive. No comments are meant to diagnose or treat any particular condition, but to assist you on your journey to wellness. Please consult your doctor if your questions are of a medical nature. Hello and welcome to Eyes Free Fitness Podcast number 62. I'm Lisa Salinger and I am here introducing things today because at the time that you listen to this, Mel is off traveling and exploring the wonders of sunny Mexico. It is also the week in which Mel's birthday takes place. So I hope when you have a moment, you'll consider dropping her a happy birthday message. Her birthday will have passed by the time this podcast airs, but I don't know about you. I'm a big fan of stretching birthdays out for as long as is humanly possible. Mel is also celebrating the end of her treatments, and so we wish her a wonderful time on her trip. However, before she left, she was able to record an interview with Kathy Strahan, and you will learn all about that coming up shortly. There is an awful lot of information in this podcast, and the recurring theme that may be running through it, however unintentioned, just might be check the show notes. And if you're not familiar with where show notes are or how to check them, let me just tell you briefly. If, for example, you're using an iPhone or similar device and you have a podcast program, it will often give you all the show notes right there. With some podcast programs, you won't get that information. For example, if you're listening on a portable book reader like the Victor Reader Stream or BookSense, or if you're listening on an Amazon Echo, Google Home, or similar, you won't get those notes. So the best way to get them is to go to www.blindalive.com. Then find the link that says podcast. From there, look for podcast 62. And if you press enter, you'll see all the links and all the information that's associated with this particular podcast. We do these for every podcast. So if you don't catch a name or a resource or some such thing, please be sure to check it out. After Mel's interview, I have a Book It segment, and I want to especially encourage you to stick around for the closing because we have lots of announcements, and a few will be in the intro and a few will be closer to the end. We like to space out the good news and the surprises. One thing I wanted to share with you is that I recently recorded a demonstration for AppleViz. It's an iPhone and Apple Watch app called Pedometer Plus Plus, and you can use it with a phone, although where it really shines is with the phone and the watch. And it's a very easy way to quickly see your steps without a lot of fuss. It brought back to me the functionality that I was missing after stopping the use of my Fitbit. It brought back the ability for me to see the steps very clearly and without having to burrow levels down to find them. So if that interests you, I would encourage you to guess what? 
check the show notes because there will be a link to the podcast in the show notes. Besides her trip, Mel has some excitement coming up. On February 19th, she is presenting, along with a few other blind entrepreneurs, about the process of starting a business. So if you ever wanted to learn some of the ins and outs and what's involved, you can sign up to attend. And again, the link will be in the show notes. So please check that out if it's something that interests you. And now we'll stop making reference to the show notes and let you hear Mel's interview with Kathy Strayan. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Hey, thanks, Mel. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Oh, yeah. This is um, this is great fun. You know, I think this is a topic that people are going to be really interested in because gluten-free lifestyle is all the rage these days. And I just think it would be good to help tease apart some of the the facts and myths around, you know, the gluten-free lifestyle. A lot of people think it's it's nonsense. And then there are other people that think it's a miracle cure. So let's just start with talking about what it is and how you came to bring it into, into your life. Absolutely. So a friend of mine and I wrote a book called the 14 day gluten free guide, which I'm going to give free to your listeners. Yay! I just read it. And what happened is about five years ago, six years ago, I started to have all kinds of digestive problems. And I did. I had a journey. I was on a journey. And everyone listening right now is at their own place in their health and fitness. And they come to you for the exercise because that's one of the main pillars of health is you got to move your body. But the second most important pillar is food and what we put into our body. So about six years ago, I started on a journey to heal my digestion. And one of the things I started to notice that experts were writing about was how grains and especially wheat and gluten and things like that in white flour and even whole wheat flour, which is kind of touted to be healthy. Um, I started to read that that could have some inflammation problems. Now, I want to really back up and say that the book that we wrote, 14-Day Gluten-Free Guide, is not really for people with celiac disease. That's a very serious, advanced autoimmune uh, reaction to grains, especially wheat. So the book is more about you and me and people who want to uh, go to the next level of health. So um, this book could help people with celiac, but it doesn't really approach that. It doesn't really talk that much about it. A person with celiac disease really needs to be, um, you know, in touch with their doctor and they really have to be pure with their diet. But for those of us who don't, we just want to, let's take 14 days and, and stop eating, let's say the typical American diet, which consists of grains at every single meal and every single snack. Um, breakfast cereal at breakfast with toast and or for uh, a snack, you know, the typical donut or, uh, you know, bagel. And then, you know, you get to your lunch and what's there to have? Well, a sandwich and then for snack uh, crackers and (laughs) on and on and on. You can eat grains at every single meal if you want to. And let me also say uh, back up and say, 
you know, that doesn't mean we're low carb either. And in the book, I talk a great deal about and, you know, people on my email list, we talk a lot about it doesn't have to be low carb. I mean, Jim and I, my husband and I, we have potatoes and we have sweet potatoes and we even have rice. And so we don't believe in low carb here. We just believe in and not believe. That's not even the right word. We, <laughs> we live a life where we we don't eat a typical American diet where it's all grains all the time with highly processed grains that come in a bag or a box. It's important to be able to just acknowledge the fact and understand and be aware of where you're putting grains in your diet and what kind of grains. Grains are not bad in and of themselves. It's the processed white flour, the processed, quote, whole wheat flour, which is a misnomer. Mm -hmm. uh, and there, there are a lot of other grains that we can use that don't have gluten. So tell us about the grains that we can have. Yeah, the grains that have gluten are typically wheat and rye. And obviously, white flour is not a good thing. So the things you can have are much bigger. I mean, you can have oatmeal if you don't um, have any serious, serious gluten problems, the celiac disease for instance, um, but oatmeal is perfectly fine. You can have a little oatmeal. You can have rice, either white or brown. Now, let me let me talk about white rice because I thought for years and years and years and years that white rice would be like the devil. I mean, why? <laughs> like, no, I mean, that is so bad for you. Why, why not go all the way to brown? But if you're having any kind of digestive problems, uh, a lot of heartburn or a lot of problems uh, digesting food, you just have some kind of inflammation in your system. A lot of people have Crohn's disease these days or diverticulitis or uh, problems either with elimination, like it could be the opposite. They could be stopped up with a lot of constipation or have lots of diarrhea. So, um, so white rice, a little white rice is so much easier to digest than brown rice to tell you the truth. Um, mm -hmm. that's what I've been reading and I've, I, I can't tell the difference in my digestion, uh, digesting it, but, um, sometimes white rice just hits the spot when you want to have uh, make a stir fry or uh, you want to add it to uh, even a salad. Now, before we end, I got to tell you my secret sauce to salad. I'm making a <laughs> great salad. Okay, but so so grains you can eat are quinoa. If you've never had quinoa, I mean that is so delicious. I love it. Um, and the secret to quinoa, to uh, preparing that, is to rinse it. You must rinse it first. Yes. Pretty thoroughly. And just let the water run on it for several, like a minute or two. And then what you're going to do is cook it on the stove. It cooks very, very quickly, even faster than white rice. It cooks very fast. And um, one of the secrets to making it super good is to use... Uh, chicken broth, hopefully homemade, oh, but if you don't have to buy it from the store. And it just adds that extra uh, depth to the flavor and add some good salt to it. And uh, it's delicious. Yeah, really I, love, I love quinoa. And there are a lot of other grains, too, that we don't hear of very often. Amaranth and mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. is it? What's it called? Teff? Teff. I've never had, I've never used it. Um, yeah, I haven't either, but I'm going to try it. Yeah. 
So gluten, uh, gluten-free eating doesn't mean low carb. So to recap, and it doesn't mean you can't have grains. And it also doesn't mean you can be, you don't have to be gluten-free your whole life. But I think it's just great to kind of get your digestion free of the typical American diet for a period of time and see if it makes an improvement. Um, give it 14 days to a month and just see how you feel. The other secret to a gluten-free eating is not necessarily having no, you know, wonderful food in your life, but it does mean cooking at home a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Most of us blind people, sighted people, we have gotten used to living from in the instant kind of lifestyle that we've kind of grown up with. Why I grew up with my mom uh, mostly ate, you know, prepared healthy food, but we went to school eating instant breakfast. And then, yes, I did too. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, going back to preparing meals and it doesn't mean sitting in the kitchen all day long uh, with a gourmet preparation at all. It just means, you know, preparing your food ahead of time. I love soups this time of year. So, you know, make a big pot of soup and then have it for two or three days so that you have your food, just warm it up and you're done. That's exactly what I do. Root vegetable soup and fabulous this time of year. And I, I don't mind eating the same things over and over. I know a lot of people do, but I really don't. So if I've got, you know, good soup and salad and some good sprouted, I like sprouted bread. And I know sometimes people that are, you know, totally gluten-free can't really do the sprouted bread either, but um, I don't have trouble myself digesting that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is, it's, it's, it's definitely cool. a step up from your basic. It, it really is because the, pro- the, the sprouted grains are... A little bit more further along in the digestion so it's kind of pre pre-digested you might say that sounds kind of gross but mm-hmm. but you know what I mean it's it's processed in a good way so anytime it's fermented or sprouted that means that the seeds or the grains in that bread have gone through a period of maybe having soaked it might have been soaked a little bit ahead of time but yeah you're right I think it's a little bit easier to digest it tastes super good toast it. I like to toast it. And, um, so there are so many ways to approach this, but I can tell you that one biggest mistake that people should never make, and that is to go to the store and get some of the processed (laughs) gluten-free packaged foods that come from the big food manufacturers. Yes. They're not good. They're very highly processed. They're going to raise your blood sugar. They usually have a lot of sugar in it, added sugar, um, and unhealthy oils. Because one of the things that uh, we have to be careful with, Mel, um, as you know, is to eat healthy fats. So the processed food industry usually puts in the cheapest ingredients they can find because it's all about the bottom line with them. So you're going to get highly processed vegetable oil, which is highly toxic to our body. And that really will hurt your digestion and hurt your health over time. So it's better to prepare your food at home with healthy fats like butter, like olive oil, like uh, things like that, so that you're getting the healthy 
uh, fats in your diet, which then allows you to get the vitamins that you need. There's no way to get the vitamins from food that we're eating without healthy fats. That's a little bit beyond gluten-free, but this is what I talk about to my subscribers is what you can do to really get the vitamins and minerals from the food that we eat. So Kathy, let's talk a little bit about the what would be some of the symptoms that people might exhibit if they were gluten sensitive? Sure. A lot of symptoms can occur in the skin. Uh, a lot of uh, inflammation in your skin, maybe some of the rashes that people have. Um, eczema is one of the things that spring to mind in terms of skin problems. That has been connected to a lot of the grains that we're eating too much of. The typical American diet has so many grains and it's affecting the skin. Um, another symptom that you could have is a lot of heartburn, a lot of digestive troubles, um, either di constipation or diarrhea. So uh, a lot of gas, <laughs> that could be a symptom of eating too much processed food. So it's best to just back off, take 14 days to a month, and start eating more whole foods that you prepare at home. It's just the same when uh, you buy one of Mel's programs. We exercise, we move our body, we do it in a very structured way. Well, it's the same way with food. You come home and you have a plan, and that's all in my book. Let's get a plan. Let's figure out what are we going to have? What kind of meals are we going to have for the next two weeks? And then you go shopping and get those ingredients. And cooking doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to be an expert cook. It's pretty simple. So eggs, uh, preparing eggs for breakfast instead of uh, cereal. So let's say you want to stop eating the breakfast cereal you pour out of a box every morning. Well, <laughs> you know, get some eggs. And, you know, yeah, it's best to get the pastured eggs. But if you don't have any way to go to a farmer's market, just get what you can. Start where you are. Get the eggs from the grocery store and, you know, scramble them, boil them. Um, uh, you know, you don't have to make this fancy omelet if you don't want. Um, so add some mushrooms and some onions to it, perhaps. But, Eggs are my go-to protein. It is so delicious and so healthy. So, Kathy, what other uh, breakfast choices might might we have? A lot of times people get stuck on breakfast being breakfast food, typical breakfast foods. But why not, if you had a really good dinner the night before and you're in a rush, why not heat up uh, the dinner before? Uh, maybe you want to add uh, potatoes to that. Maybe you had a, a piece of chicken, a grilled chicken the night before with some stirred vegetables, stir fried vegetables. Well, why not add some potatoes to that if you know you're going to have a long day and you just need a hearty breakfast? So that's one idea. Um, you know, so the oatmeal is just really wonderful and just add some healthy like blueberries to it. Um, I'm on a, um, I'm going back to having collagen protein powders. Um, collagen is such an important protein that we don't get enough of in our diet. 
because we don't eat the whole animal in the old days. They would eat every single part of the animal and boil the bones and get the broth and and we don't do that. So collagen is, is missing in our diet. So collagen protein is really good and you can add that to your oatmeal. It's tasteless, you can't taste it. And then if you like a little maple syrup, and to sweeten it, maple syrup is really healthy if you get the dark one. Oh, yeah. And nuts. You can always add nuts and chia seeds and flax seeds and all kinds of things. Chia seeds are so wonderful to get. Uh, it thickens things up. It's fantastic for desserts. So eggs and oatmeal and, and the night before, if you want to eat leftovers, heat your leftover soup up. You can make a smoothie. Okay, so smoothies are fantastic. You just get some uh, frozen organic fruit. I love that even in the summertime because, you know, they take that and they freeze it at the top of its harvest. So you're going to get really vitamin rich uh, fruit, especially the berries. So I get uh, uh, blueberries and strawberries are wonderful in a smoothie. If you can tolerate dairy, uh, that's fine. You're going to get a really good, healthy whole milk, not skim milk or yogurt, uh, good Greek yogurt that has some probiotics in it, stevia or maple syrup to sweeten it, and maybe even throw in a a half a cup of frozen spinach. And uh, it does look green, um, but we can't see it, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) That's right. And you know what? Don't forget to throw in a little pinch of salt because you can't taste the salt, but the salt brings out... uh, it helps to, you know, get the nutrition into your system. And then never forget in a smoothie to put in a little avocado, healthy fat. You know, healthy fat is so important because it helps deliver the vitamins into our body. So there's, those are options for, for a good breakfast. And uh, again, dinners are just Try to prepare your own dinners at home instead of out of a box or a microwave frozen dinner. Right. And if you are getting, if you do have to get something from the grocery store or that is prepared, just get somebody to read the label to you to make sure there's not a lot of extra stuff in there except for the the, basic basic ingredients. And, And you can find them. Um, mm-hmm. They do exist if you really just have to have something that's already prepared. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people feel like, you know, I'm too tired or whatever, but it really doesn't take a lot of effort to, to throw on a piece of salmon or uh, make, a, make a quick salad. And, you know, when I make a salad sometimes and I'm really exhausted, I just throw throw the greens down and throw a handful of nuts on and and put some salad dressing on it and just eat it. You know, I don't, um, I don't, you don't have to make it all fancy. You don't, don't, Mel. You're right, Mel. Very, absolutely. But if you plan ahead and let me tell you the, uh, the secret to a fantastic salad that will be sort of a meal all into one bowl and, it's just fantastic. And in fact, I was at a restaurant last night and I had them do this for me and they were like, wow, this is such a great idea. So what you want to do is mix your greens, your cold greens with something warm. And what I mean by that is 
either sauteed vegetables or warmed up protein or warmed up uh, or, you know, your freshly prepared rice or, you know, what's really cool are some of the noodles that you can buy in the store now, like kelp noodles are delicious. Yeah. Really delicious. And so the idea with making a salad with a mixture of cold greens and something warm is that the combination is amazing and it doesn't detract from the fresh greens. In fact, it helps to, I think, um, make the greens more accessible to your body, more bio available to your body. And of course, you've got to add your healthy olive oil or avocado, something really a good, good, uh, healthy fat. To me, I just think it's simple to just good get a great olive oil drizzle it over get my uh vinegar whatever you want uh apple cider or whatever other vinegar you want and then just toss it like that i i i should just kind of make it in a jar ahead of time but sometimes <laughs> i just throw it on there as i go if i need more oil if i need more salt more pepper but that is just a really cool way to make your salad. And it's just so delicious. And then add your nuts if you want. Your, if you want raisins, my husband loves raisins on his salad. So <laughs> if you raisins or cranberries, that's just a meal in, in and of itself. It's delicious. Yeah, it sounds great. So, so Kathy, it seems like um, you, you have a, you've written a book. I read it and uh, it's, it's quite good. You know, it's a very thorough introduction to a gluten-free lifestyle. And you've got all kinds of recipes and and everything in there. So I'm wondering if a person does want to to begin uh, experimenting with gluten-free lifestyle, what use what would you suggest they do first? That is a great question, Mel, and I love that question because see, everyone's on a journey. Let's start where you are. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And when I give you my free book, I hope you, you know, people can go to the website so I can help you one-on-one -on -one with this kind of thing. So we'll do that in a, in a little bit. But the first thing you can do is figure out which meal do you want to say, okay, I'm going to stop eating the bagel at breakfast, or I'm going to stop having a sandwich for lunch every day. I'm going to have something different. Um, or I'm going to stop having that muffin at the Starbucks. I don't have to have that every time. Um, so you decide, what do, you, what, what do I want to do? And then make that change and have a plan. So let's say you want to you want to tackle breakfast. So you're going to stop having the boxed cereal. It's fast and it's easy, but there are some fast and easy ways to do that instead. And that's maybe prepare the smoothie ahead of time and have that ready to go in the morning in a, in a jar or in a covered glass and have it all ready. Prepare your smoothie ahead of time. Um, so it's fast and easy. Prepare your soup for dinner ahead of time. So it doesn't have to be an overwhelming all or nothing. And even if you fall off the wagon and have that bagel, it's okay. So, so what? So then have a, a soup with potatoes in it instead of, you know, a sandwich or a Subway sandwich on the way home. So that would be my suggestion. Just do one thing. Right. Get on my subscriber list so Mel and I can team up with you. She can help you with your exercise. And then I can, <laughs> you. I can help you with eating more healthfully. Right. So how do people uh, get in touch with you? And how's the best way to contact you, Kathy? Yeah, to get the free guide, uh, you just go to the Gluten Free Girls 
dot com. Okay. The Gluten Girls. P H E T H E the Gluten G L U T is in Tom E N Girls with an S. It's plural. Dot com. The Gluten Free Girls dot com. You're going to leave your email and your best email, and you'll you and I'll start talking, and you'll get a Word document, which is the the Word version of the Kindle version that you can get on Amazon as well. But uh, but there you go, and then I can help you one on one. Reply to any email I send you, and I'll get right back to you. And it's fun. We can go one on one, and I'll help you. I um I transported the uh, the book into Voice Dream. Uh-huh. And read it that way, uh, sure. So that that worked. That r- worked really sure. well for me. Um, sure. So yeah, go check out Kathy and uh, get the book. And I think it's a good way to get started. You know, get introduced to a way of of eating that it does make you feel better. I mm-hmm. I am not gluten free, like I said, but I'm very careful about what goes into my body and what kind of carbs go into my body and white flour and white bread and whole wheat bread and bagels are not on my plan. <laughs> you know, I do the sprouted and, and oatmeals and um, I don't do barley. I do buckwheat, uh, hot cereal in the morning. It's very good. Sounds fantastic. I've never tried the uh, buckwheat, and buckwheat sounds like it's green, but it's not. It's, it's not. Like, a, like a grass or something, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. And chia seeds, a lot of chia seeds in the in the smoothies, and it's, it's really not that hard. And once you kind of get some of this stuff out of your system, you feel lighter. I feel lighter. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget desserts, Mel, because there's all kinds of desserts you can make, including chia seeds. Chia seeds is a fantastic way. Um, I am i haven't made this yet, but I've made other versions of it, but chia seed chocolate pudding. Oh, it's heaven. And avocado chocolate pudding. Yeah. Chia, yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I can go crazy with that. <laughs> and there's all kinds of really great recipes for flourless chocolate cake that is really amazing. And I guess it looks really pretty too. I have never made it myself, but I'm going to. Um, I've, you know, there are some really easy recipes. It's mostly just eggs and chocolate. And you just kind of pour it into the egg mixture, and then you bake it. Anyway, it doesn't sound too hard. I just haven't done it. <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't either. Well, Kathy, this has been um, this has been really good. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, if pe- people can get in touch with you themselves, and we'll have this information in in the show notes as well. So that'll be um, that'll be something people can look forward to. Amen. So exercise and eating better for 2017. Yeah, let's do it. Great, Kathy. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. At blindalive.com, we offer 30-second samples of all of our workouts. Here's just one example. Chair Yoga. With your last exhale, bring your hands to your shoulders and leave them there. This next exercise focuses on the deltoids, which are part of your shoulders. As you inhale, bring your elbows out wide to 3 and 9 o'clock so that your arms are in line with your body. 
Think about keeping your shoulders away from your ears and your biceps parallel to the floor. As you exhale, bring your elbows toward each other in front of you. It's okay if your elbows do not touch. Just bring them together as much as you can. Let's book it. Hello. Today I'm here to tell you about two books, and they are both by the same author. Essentially, you could consider them parts one and two of a larger book. The author is Brian Wansing, and his name is spelled B-R-I-A-N, and the last name is spelled W-A-N-S-I-N-K. And the books that he has written, at least the ones that we're going to discuss today, are Mindless Eating, Why We Eat More Than We Think, and Slim by Design, Mindless Eating Solutions for Everyday Life. These books are rather unique in that you could read them separately or together, or even a couple years apart as I did, and get something out of them. I first read Mindless Eating because a former coworker had told me about it. Then, a year or two later, I found and read Slim by Design. As you might have guessed, Brian is a researcher, and he has done lots of studies regarding the conditions that cause people to eat more than they think. As someone who is blind, these books were particularly interesting to me in some areas, and maybe not quite as relevant in others, although I would still highly recommend the books. For example, he talked about things like color and how brightly lit or dim an area was and how that affected how much people eat. In one sense, I think, okay, this doesn't really apply to me. If, for example, I go out to eat and I'm with others, choosing a setting where people are less likely to overeat could be helpful since our behaviors are often influenced by others. The discussion about buffets and how people who eat more and people who eat less at buffets handle them was very interesting and made me consider the various styles of people who have assisted me with buffets over the years. Some things, of course, like the sizes of bags and packaging snacks in smaller bags, were very helpful. Some things didn't feel like they would work for me and caused me to evaluate changes I might make. For example, putting a small portion on an even smaller plate to make it appear bigger might or might not help me, but if this is something like salad or something that is traditionally difficult to eat, putting it on a small plate presents more problems than solutions. And in that case, I find myself trying to eat more quickly just to get the ordeal over with. So I think a lot of the solutions that he suggests are excellent, and they can help us learn about people in general and how we eat. Some things we may have to tweak to our own satisfaction. I've kind of put the proverbial cart before the horse 
and talked about specific examples. But the idea that underlies most of these two books is that we subconsciously eat more than we realize. And the author is saying that by changing our environment and designing the places in which we do or do not eat, that we can make healthier choices. He is not, for example, advocating banning a favorite food. He is just suggesting making it a little harder to obtain. For example, in one book, he told the story of a man who drank sodas constantly. He drank a 12-pack of cans every day, and his doctor was very concerned. So the researcher and this man devised a way for him to drink fewer sodas. He could still have all the soda he wanted in a day. However, he could have only one cold soda in the refrigerator at a time. Soon enough, drinking those warm sodas lost their allure, and while he did not give up sodas completely, he drastically reduced his consumption. Essentially, what is being stated here is that we do not have to necessarily deprive ourselves of all the things that we love. We just need to redesign our environments so that we eat smaller portions. So what's the difference between the two books? Mindless Eating talks a little bit more about the science. Especially near the end of the book, it does give suggested changes. And there is some overlap between the two books. Slim by Design gives suggested changes for homes, schools, restaurants, and grocery stores. You can get both of these books on Audible, on Bookshare, or pretty much wherever electronic books are sold. Especially for Slim by Design, you might find that not all the areas interest you. For example, if you do not have children who are in school, the sections on cafeterias may not interest you. They did for me, though. I found it an interesting walk back down memory lane. For that reason, if you read anything with synthetic speech and you don't mind it, you might prefer these books through Bookshare because then you can skip by headings, get only the information that interests you, and skip over the things that you don't feel are relevant to your own life. These books really make me think about what I'm eating and why I'm eating. But more importantly, they make me feel powerful and proactive, like I have choices about what I eat and how much, and that I can control that, and that if I choose, I can advocate with grocery stores or restaurants I frequent often to make those positive changes that will not only help me, but will help all of us. For this reason, I'm giving these books four out of five glasses of lemon water. Both books are by Brian Wansink, W-A-N-S-I-N-K. Enjoy and happy reading. Thank you for listening to podcast number 62. We hope you found the information helpful, of course, and that there's something in here that you can use and apply to your own life. Before I talk about ways that you can contact us, 
I want to share an announcement with you, and that is that as of the end of February this year, we are going to be taking down the Facebook group. We wanted a safe place for people to be able to support one another mutually, and instead the group sort of turned into places where people could advertise podcasts and other endeavors, and there was very little that we could do to control it. People also said they had trouble following threads and seeing others' comments. Of course, all of these things can be changed, edited, fiddled with to make them work properly, but we thought that switching to an email group might be an easier, more familiar interface. If you are interested in subscribing to our email list, you can go to eyes-free-fitness plus subscribe at groups.io. And of course, there will be links in the show notes. Please understand that while the Facebook group is going away, our Facebook page will not And we welcome your interactions and your comments there, as well as on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and anywhere that you follow Blind Alive. Also, please know that this email list is a general chat and support list. It will not include the newsletter. So if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, that is a separate thing, and we will use that only for newsletter subscriptions. Subscribing to the newsletter is very easy. You can visit www.blindalive.com, and on the main page of the website, there is a form where you can enter your email address and you can subscribe from there. I also wanted to let you know that we did reach the 1,000 subscribers mark, and we're very excited about that. We feel that what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish is important. And whether or not people choose to take advantage of the resources we offer is their choice. But a person can hardly take advantage of something if he or she doesn't know it exists. So we're very happy that you are out there and listening and interacting and that you know that we do exist. And if you have friends who you think might be interested, we would certainly be very happy if you would tell them about us as well. Thanks so much for listening. Be in touch if you would like. Until next time, as Mel always says, good health to you. (laughs) 